You're listening to the Quince podcast. Is sedition law still needed after 75 years of independence? CJI NV Ramana's question to the center has once again revived the debate on whether it's time to review this law that comes from India's colonial era. This observation came up in a hearing on a plea challenging the constitutional validity of section 124A of the IPC. As CJI Ramana raised the concern of the misuse of such a law, Attorney General KK Venugopal said that the court could just put down guidelines instead of scrapping the law. But just like the UAPA cases, even sedition cases have risen in the past few years despite the conviction rate remaining under a meager 3.3%. While the center has been constantly accused of slapping such a charge against citizens to quell dissent, many lawyers, activists and other members of the civil society have been saying that the sedition law needs to be struck down. So what are the arguments against sedition law? Is it being misused by the state and is it time for it to be scrapped? My guest in this episode is Navid Mahmood Ahmed, a research fellow at Vidhi Center for Legal Policy. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorburi. The constitutional validity of the sedition law has been often questioned, especially because this law was expressly used by the British Raj to suppress dissent and the struggle for independence. The fact that it can or has been misused was something that even the Supreme Court noted recently. A bench headed by C.J. Ramana is currently examining two pleas filed by the Editors Guild of India and a former Major General, which challenged the constitutional validity of Section 124A in the IPC. And on 16th July, the top court made some sharp observations. Asking whether such a law is needed right now in India, the court said that the sedition law has been enormously misused. To quote a line from the Supreme Court bench's observation, they said, quote, It can be compared to a carpenter asked to cut a wood, cut the entire forest. End quote. But before we talk more about how this law can be dangerously misused and why it needs to be scrapped, what defines sedition exactly? Under Section 124A of the IPC, sedition is defined as an offence when, quote, any person by words, either spoken or written or by signs or by visible representation or otherwise, brings or attempts to bring into hatred or contempt or excites or attempts to excite disaffection towards the government established by law in India. End quote. And disaffection here includes disloyalty and all feelings of enmity. But comments without exciting or attempting to excite hatred, contempt or disaffection don't constitute as an offence under this section. Sedition is a cognizable and non-bailable offence which could lead to a life imprisonment with or without a fine. But another way to look at this law is that it has been muffling dissent in India since the 19th century when Thomas Babington Macaulay drafted it in a bid to suppress disaffection against the British Raj. And C.J. Raman also pointed out that this same law was also used against Mahatma Gandhi and Bal Gangadhar Tilak in colonial India. So then why did such a law survive well after independence at all? Naveed Mahmood Ahmed, a research fellow at Vidhi Centre for Legal Policy, explains how the sedition law made its way to modern India. In the Constituent Assembly, while debating the provision guaranteeing freedom of speech and expression uh, and the reasonable restrictions imposed on it, the issue of sedition did come up. And this was because the initial draft categorized sedition as one of the grounds on which free speech and expression could be restricted. And uh, this was in addition to slander, morality, decency. 
an amendment was moved to drop the word sedition from this and during the debates on this amendment it was uh, it's it's used against the leaders of the freedom movement was underlined uh, just as it is being done now it was also pointed out how even meetings and processions have attracted the law and even holding an opinion that may bring the government uh, that may bring ill will against the government uh, uh, has attracted the law of sedition km munshi uh, had had uh, uh, a very strong argument against it and and he did highlight that in practice the law is misused primarily because it is construed very widely he also stated that uh, the public opinion has changed and now that there is a democratic government in place and therefore a line needs to be drawn between criticism and incitement but even though we dropped sedition as one of the grounds of imposing restrictions on free speech we did retain it in the uh, ipc now even though in the year 1962 the supreme court had read down section 124a and had said that for an act to be seditious there must be an incitement to violence this law has been repeatedly used against citizens often on very flimsy grounds and just to point out some of the recent instances when sedition charges were applied on a flimsy basis only earlier this year a 22 year old climate activist disha ravi was slapped with sedition charges in connection to a toolkit relating to the farmers protest while the trial court granted her bail observed that quote sedition cannot be invoked to minister to the wounded vanity of the government end quote both the delhi police and the center faced sharp criticisms or rewind to 2020 when more than 60 students in karnataka aged between 9 to 11 were interrogated at least four times by the police in one week for participating in a play that was critical of the citizenship law and on the basis of a complaint made by an abvp activist who had found the play to be seditious a single mother and the school principal were arrested and again the district court dismissed those charges but the police drew a lot of flack But just to get an idea of how often this charge has been used in the past years, Article 14, which is a news and research website maintained by lawyers, journalists, and academics, found out that there has been a 28% increase in the number of sedition cases filed each year under Modi's term between 2014 and 2020, and a lot of such cases were filed in violation of the Supreme Court guidelines. There were also a spate of sedition charges over the anti-CA protests, around 25 of them to be precise. Six sedition cases were filed in the course of the farmers' agitation. 22. after the hathras gang rape case and 27 after the pulwama terror attack but what is important to note is that the ncrb data itself says that till 2019 the conviction rate in sedition cases was at a mere 3.3% but if the convictions are so low then what is the validity of such an archaic law mr ahmed says that despite the low conviction the process itself is punishment generally conviction rates are seen as success of the prosecuting agencies and the criminal law in general to show that the law is identifying and punishing problematic behavior in this case it would mean that the law identifies and punishes acts that bring the government into hatred or contempt or excited disaffection towards it but with laws like sedition under the ipc and many other preventive detention laws or say the uapa it's it seems that the system is aware that you don't need a conviction because the process itself is the punishment while ncrb data uh, clearly shows that conviction rates in sedition cases is at around 3% uh, there is a pendency of 74% before the courts and there is also delay in completing the investigation and filing of charge sheets so the problem with the law is the intention with which it was drafted and this is reflected in the way it is written the way the law is written provides it provides sufficient room for prosecuting agencies to arrest to urge for denial of bail and essentially to drive the trial 
um, vague terms used in the provision like disaffection allow the police to use it in all sorts of situations and by the time it is proved that whatever was said or done did not fall within the purview of sedition the person would have spent quite some time in prison um, as an undertrial now a big reason as to why there have been so many calls to scrap the sedition laws because there have been allegations against the government for using or rather misusing the UAPA and the sedition laws jointly to stifle any kind of criticism and free speech In a few of our previous episodes of the big story we've also covered how the dreaded UAPA charges have been used against activists scholars and others to often clamp down on dissent against the government you can find the episodes on our show notes but speaking of sedition charges article 14 points out some interesting factors if whopping 96% of sedition cases that were filed against 405 indians for criticizing politicians and governments in the last decade were registered after 2014 and 149 people of that 96% were charged with sedition over making quote unquote critical and or derogatory remarks against modi while 144 people made critical comments against up chief minister yogi adityanath while it's quite a big deal for the supreme court to be asking if we should continue with such a law and to revive the discussions on whether the law needs to be scrapped finally does it make a real difference until the law is actually struck off back to mr ahmed here although we often say that it is a colonial legacy and therefore it must go it is important to recognize that all governments in power for the past 7 decades perhaps have felt the need for it and therefore have used it The serious observations are certainly important in reviving the debate but such observations have come before also and uh, a few weeks ago the supreme court said that it was time to define the limits of the law uh, and even other than that the supreme court has on a few occasions tried to limit the application of the law to acts that incite violence or create disorder and therefore uh, they've tried to limit the scope of the law and address the vagueness but i feel unless the law is scrapped it will continue to be misused it will keep pushing uh, people into the criminal justice system for the mere expression of their beliefs and more importantly it will continue to have a chilling effect on free speech and that's it up for this episode but do visit the quinn website and check out our other podcasts if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on apple google podcast spotify geo seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com thanks for listening log on to the quinn's website and check out our other podcasts 